0: Today, I'm joined by Alex Raclean. We're talking about some players that we're high on, some players that we're low on, and whether we might be wrong about those players. This is Balls in, Deep. Welcome to the Balls Deep Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Fantasy Basketball International. At AdamKing91 on Twitter is where you can find me, fbibasketball.com is our website. Head over there and check out all of our leagues, all of our content, Matt, Uh, Lawson has a lot of player ranks coming out at the moment. Um, We still have leagues open despite only being, what are we, five days away from opening night. Uh, As I said, Alex Raclean joining me. um, He messaged me, I don't know, a week ago maybe. Um, Basically, he didn't have time to write an article, so we thought we'd do a a podcast version of the topic that he wanted to cover. Uh, I will bring him in. Alex, uh, good evening, Hopefully we can meet your expectations on what you wanted to talk about tonight.
1: Thanks. I think, I think we're going to crush it.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so you, you reached out and you just said um, you'd be interested in, in talking about some guys that we have differing opinions on from maybe mainstream people or other analysts, whether we're too high, whether we're too low, um, and, and whether we're wrong. I mean, as analysts, we're, we're, we're never 100% correct. We, we own that, and you have to as an analyst. You can't always be right. Um, sometimes we hit, sometimes we don't. So I do like doing this sort of thing because it does show the listeners, the readers that, that we're, we're, we're human, we make mistakes, um, we don't pretend to know everything. So I think it'll be a fun topic. Um, we'll go back and forth. You've probably got a few more names than me. Um, I'm, I'm just for sort of facilitating what you want to speak to the people So I'll let you lead us off with your first guy. Who who are you uh, interested in discussing? um, And are you are you higher or are you lower on them?
1: So yeah, the first player that I'm I'm worried I'm wrong about is um is is Tyrese Maxey. Um, and I I guess before we go get too deep into this, I should like I like uh, sort of stole this idea from a popular football podcast, uh, Christopher Harris. good podcast if you are into fantasy football just I don't think I'm like this is completely my original idea mm-hmm. um if anyone's listening uh credit to him um but I wanted to talk about it for basketball because I'm I was literally like showering after a run and I'm like I just I think I'm still way too I I don't think I'm way too low on on Tyrese Maxi. I'm a little bit above market you know I've got uh his ADP right now is 57th Overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got him closer, I've got him closer to like 4850. Um, so I'm already above market, but I'm still worried that I'm way too low. You know, this is a guy who I I really think, and a lot of people think, you know, Zach Lowe thinks um players in the league think could be an all-star. You know, mm-hmm. there are 24 of those. Uh and you know, like is are are is there like a glaringly obvious breakout candidate in our midst who i'm i'm a little bit above market i'm getting him in some leagues but i'm not killing myself i'm not like jumping over backwards to get him and i'm a little worried that i should be i'm a little worried that i need to that i should have been for this whole last month even more bullish and instead of you know, waiting until the fifth round at, or, or, or you know, very late in the fourth. Should I have been taking him in the early fourth? Should I have been taking him in mm. the late third if I have a late third? Um, and I haven't done that. And maybe I'll be right, maybe where I have him will, will end up being great. But I'm a little nervous that, like, that he's actually, you know, Harden's going to be gone and mm. Maxi's going to step up and we're going to actually have a, top 30, top 25 guy on our hands that I saw coming, but I just wasn't aggressive enough about pursuing.
0: Yeah. I think the Harden, obviously the Harden news, the Harden factor yeah. is big in this discussion. If, if Harden is there and he plays, you're probably bang on. Max, is probably top 50, top 60, but it doesn't sound promising uh, no, what we're not. hearing. Um, so, if we work on the assumption that Harden isn't there and they don't have someone significant coming back in any sort of trade. I I just pulled up the uh, player ranks from last season and I was just having a look at, in that range, sort of top 30, someone who's comparable. Desmond Bain last season was the 36th ranked player, Mm. 21.5 points, 2.93s, 5 rebounds, 4.4 assists and a steal if Harden's not there Maxi's going to be more than 21 points a game. I think I think we can agree on that. I think he could be 24, 25. Um he'll get more than four assists. I think he's not he's not a big assist guy, but I think he could get five, five He definitely could, yeah. Um a steal that's certainly not out of the realms of possibility. So and and he could match back he could match Bane on those threes. He had
1: 2.7 per game last year, so with a and little bit fishing. extra usage he could get to to 2.93 that's not that's not crazy at all
0: no oh. um and and yeah and that that had bane at the back end of the third round which is right. where you sort of said should we be going this high and obviously we don't have to go that high because right right right, right, right but um but yeah look I, I could certainly see a world where he is top 30 um and it's
1: very easy to imagine you know you look at the you look at the players here. You know, I got hashtag basketball ADP up. I'm gonna list the names who are you know with a ADP in the 50s. Tell me who is a more obvious pick to make the top 30. You got Paulo, Scotty Barnes, Chet, Giddy, Walker Kessler, Maxi, Shangun, and Aiden. Of those, of that list, isn't Maxi the most? If you t- if I told you one of them is gonna be top 30, wouldn't you guess Maxi?
0: You probably would. Kessler might come into that discussion just just because of his body. And I know wow. Kessler. I know yeah, no, <laughs> I don't need to preach to you on, on Kessler, but yeah, look, I, I think yeah, Giddy. Like I love Giddy this season, but he's going to need a lot to go his way to be top fifty, um, right? Uh, I think his floor is pretty safe because of what he does. But uh, yeah, look, I, I think it's probably Maxi. I think outside but- of of Kessler because he could average three blocks a game, right. which alone is puts him inside the top 40. Right. Um, yeah. I think you, I think you, you bang on. Um, but obviously we want to say, don't go and grab him at pick. No, 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 absolutely, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> absolutely not.
1: But I, maybe I should have been more too aggressive and, or maybe he'll, this is, maybe he's going to finish at 50 and all have ranked him perfect. I'd yep. be shocked if he finished 70, but you know,
0: yeah, um, no, I think his floor is right yeah. where we've got him. Like I don't think, yeah. uh, especially if Harden yeah. doesn't play. And if you look at their roster, outside of him and out, and and Joel Embiid, who's scoring? They don't have yeah. a lot of high volume scorers. Right. They've got. I mean, Tobias is fine, players. but
1: Tobias isn't. Tobias isn't a second scorer on no. an actually very good team. No, he's no. a third or fourth scorer,
0: which is his role. That's right, um, and 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 he's, Melton, he's a good fit. <laughs> Melton's an improved scorer. But he's not a high-volume yeah. scorer. No, he, no. he could get 13 points or something. Yeah. So, um, no, look, I think very good first name. Um, so a guy you mentioned there who's in in this group, um, someone that I, I was actually on a show with Robin Marks last night uh, talking about a few players that I'm high on and a few players that I'm low on. Someone that I think, I think I'm think i a bit lower on than, than a lot of others is DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. Um now, that's not to say I don't think his ADP is okay because his ADP is is around this same mark. yeah, um,
1: 50, 59.9, according which, to Hashtag. Yep.
0: Which is absolutely fine, taking yep. him there. This is more of a, a situation where he's someone that I'm really just, I'm avoiding him. I'm not drafting him. In terms of production, I think he can be, like, people are talking him up as a potential top 30 player because he's he's now on a team that isn't, as strong. He's going to get more of the ball. But is he? Because he's playing on a Portland team with a lot of young guards who like to score. He has Jeremy Grant there, who, whether he should be looking to score or not, is. So I my concern is that if you think back to when he was a rookie in Phoenix, and they were bad, they were they were a bad team. He was, he was bad in terms of just his attitude on the court. Yeah, he, he wasn't engaged. He complained. You just watched him play and he didn't care. It was like yeah. he was out there, but, hey, I'm just out here because I'm getting paid. That's my concern is that if he comes into Portland and he has this opinion of himself that, hey, I'm going to be the number one option or the number two option, I'm going to get the ball, I'm going to just be able to shoot, score, do everything, if that doesn't happen, is he just going to revert back to those that that sort of space where he doesn't care and he's not trying? So, I think he can do it. I, I'd just like to see a season of him engaged, playing well because we haven't seen that from him yet. So, for me, it's more of an attitude kind of thing than a ability to produce.
1: I'm not getting much Aiton because. He's right next to Kessler and Claxton, mm-hmm. who I really like. So if I'm going big, I'm usually going with one of those two. Um, but I, everything you said makes sense. But based on everything you said, I am much higher on Ayton than you are. Yeah. Um, I do think that he's going to get some bad, um, good player, bad team, stat inflation, um, whatever there is to say about, like, his attitude and his mood or, or, or whatever. I think some of, some of that's obviously going to be on him, but some of that seems to have been the coach and some of that seems to have been the, the, the atmosphere that he was in was, was bad for him. And Hmm. uh, that doesn't mean that the Phoenix atmosphere is going to be bad for everyone, but sometimes you're just a bad fit. And I think that that was clearly the case um and so you know to go to to go with a football analogy like uh you know Bill Belichick benched um Malcolm famously benched one of their star cornerbacks uh in the second half of the Super Bowl one year and it was a big deal and you know he tried to pretend that it was because that quarterback that cornerback uh you know was past his prime You know, five years later, that cornerback is still a high-impact player, and the coach had a personal issue where he benched a player who should have been playing. Um, And I think that something like that happened with Aiton. Like, the Suns needed Aiton, and they were barely playing him late in the playoffs. Like, at at some point when you're not letting a player that talented on the floor, the institution is also at fault. Mm. Um, And that's not to absolve Aiton of his role in this but i i do think that being in a new place is going to help him um so so yeah i'm a little higher on him than you are so so what you're worried you're wrong about is you're wor- you're lower than everyone and you're worried that like maybe maybe the masses are actually kind of right
0: yeah look I, I think as i said i think that adp is fine cuz i i yeah. we've seen him put up top 30 value for periods so we we know he can do it my, and my yeah my worry is is that come the end of the season where I might have had the opportunity to draft him at 55 yeah. and I just sort of went look, I'm not going to because I need to see from him a consistent yeah. stretch of production and he ends up being a top 40 player or something and, and I may have missed out and gone with someone like as you said, a, a Claxton or, or and who might still be solid but really only brings you blocks. Um, and some rebounds, whereas Aiton at least does have some offensive upside.
1: And when Aiton's doing all right, you know whether he's exceeding this draft position or hitting it, his stat profile is one where like it, you might be seeking that out. I I find myself looking, pausing at Aiton frequently at that s- stage of the draft, like oh, I could kind of use this combination of yeah. like decent shooting, decent rebounds. Um, so yeah. I get that. Hmm.
0: Yeah. So so yeah. That's uh, that that's my guy. Your number two for you. Who have you got? Um.
1: My num my next one is another one that I'm a little worried. I'm too low on. And again, he's someone who I'm above the market on. Uh, So Austin Reeves, unless you're playing on ADP, he's available in the 90s. Um, So. ESPN, ESPN, his ADP is seventy, um, but Yahoo and Fantrax, it's eighty-nine and ninety-five. So yep. it's, it's one of those players where it's worth highlighting that it's different across different metrics. And basically, I'm I'm taking him in the in the early eighties any chance I get. Uh, but what if what if the ESPN rankers actually have this one right? What if this guy, you know. I, fresh off team USA, like actually having a big breakout third season, you know, learning, learning under like LeBron, one of the best on court tutor teachers that we have, um, seems to be a sort of driven in, in the like always trying to add skills to his repertoire type of way. Um, you know, every NBA player is driven, but there, there's something about the way that he talks about how he approaches his offseason mm. that I find kind of enticing and reassuring. Um, and, you know, I, this is another one where I'm already a few spots above market, but especially when you get to the 80s in drafts there's often a lot of people that you, that's where the draft starts to differ and people's ranks start to really spread. And so I often have a bunch of players who I'm above the market on in that range. And, uh, as with Maxi, I'm not getting Reeves as often as I would like. Um, especially considering I'm already like eight spots ahead of ADP on him. Um, And is that another one where I'm going to regret just not bumping him up around the difference in, in, you know, draft capital between your eighth pick and your seventh pick is really low. Um, Mm. You know, we, we really build it up in our heads when we're in the draft and you see someone, you know, you're, you're picking at spot 72 and you're like, I'm kind of considering this guy, but Fantrax has him at 95. Like, isn't he going to be around? And, and you kind of like talk yourself into like, Oh no, that's like a waste of draft. The difference between the 72nd pick and the 84th yeah. pick if you've got some conviction, that's really not that big. No. Um and should I be reaching an extra round for Reeves? I I'm worried that this I don't think he's got the ceiling of Maxi, but I do think he's got top 60 ceiling. Um and I'm worried that that's only going to help me in a couple of places instead of a lot of places.
0: Yeah, look, I, I think we—I mean—we talk about that a lot in terms of the the diff, the perceived rank, and looking at numbers and and that sort of thing. And yes, the the fifteenth projected player is likely to be significantly better than the thirty-fifth ranked player. There, oh, okay. There's going to be a difference there. But as you said, once you get beyond about pick seventy, pick eighty, there isn't a big difference. Um, it, it's it's usually just the categories that they're strong in. If someone's Better in steals or blocks, their rank is going to be elevated because it's a low-volume category. So it's – yeah, if you get picked to pick 80 and Austin Reeves is there and you go, oh, yeah, but he's 95, so I can maybe he'll come back to me. He probably won't. Right. Um, just take him. Just take your guy at that point. And he's an interesting one because I think coming into the season, if we think back even to the end of last season, which only feels like it was a few weeks ago <laughs> – he was a guy that we probably thought would be hyped too much this season just mm. because he was, yeah. he was relevant. He, he yeah, sort of blew up point. in the playoffs, went to Team USA. So I think we, as analysts, well, m- myself anyway, I thought he's, he's going to be valued out or priced out. He's going to be going in the 60s and you just – you don't want to take him there. You want to get him in the 80s. But it hasn't happened, I don't think. Right. I think – um, and whether that's just the fact that there is so much content out there now, managers in general are more informed, better informed, and so they're they're not reaching for those guys like they might have five or ten years ago. Um, but as you said, yeah, I mean, he he could be top sixty. Um, he's to me, he's almost the opposite to DeAndre Ayton in terms of that that mindset. Like he he just comes across as someone who is really thankful to even be in the NBA yeah. and he's just going to do whatever the team needs him to do. He's, he's got LeBron James on his side. LeBron James has come out multiple yeah, times. James, and said, James seems to love him. Yep. Um, which I think um, that matters. It does. When, Le- Le- it when does. LeBron James
1: <laughs> checks out on you, it's not yep. good for your career. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> and I, and, but, I, LeBron seems to love him. That's a huge, a huge mark in his favor
0: yeah uh, so I think his role is really secure. Um, as you said, he can do he can play multiple roles. He's a decent mm-hmm. defender he can handle the ball um, he's got good good length, good size, can hit the three, um, good from the free throw line so he really just does what the team needs him to do. He can slide in and play alongside multiple pieces and just his his stats as a starter over the last
1: 10 games of last year, 18-3-6, mm-hmm. um, with you know almost two threes per game, 57% field goal percentage, 89% free throw percentage. It, that's more than an eighth round pick. Mm. Uh, we're, yeah. we're picking him in the eighth round. We are assuming that he can't recreate what we already saw him do, granted in a very small sample size.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm so. just pulling up the, the ranks from last season again. And if we look at, I'm just trying to find a quick a comparable player. Yeah, it's probably not a great one. Um, I don't know. I mean, Clay Thompson last season. Hmm. He's going to score a little bit more. He he scored 21.9 points a game. Um, but we know he doesn't do a lot else. He 2.4 assists, 0. 0.7 steals. He, 4 gets, point, he 4. gets more 4 assists
1: threes. than Clay
0: Yep, more assists, more, more efficient, probably at least comparable from the line, um, if not better. And, and Clay Thompson was sixty-six last season, so uh, there's there's certainly a path to Reeves yeah. cracking that top sixty, top seventy. Um, again, don't go and grab him there because we don't we don't need to. You don't right? to um, but yeah, he, he is someone that I, I don't have. Here's him another in the one: end
1: end. Jamal Murray's season averages. 24-6, 2.63s, mm-hmm. worse shooting than the numbers I just read out for uh, yep. Reeves. Um, that's Jamal Murray's season at 61. I, are we really? Do we really think this isn't possible? I, I'm, as I'm talking, I'm like actually, I'm regretting <laughs> it even more than I came in. I came yeah. in trying to talk about how much I regretted not picking Austin Reeves more, and I now. Instead of being catharsis, I now regret it even more. Even so. more, yeah.
0: Well, hopefully, you've got some drafts coming up this weekend, and maybe you can yep. get him. I got at um, least
1: at least two more.
0: Yeah, I've got I've got a handful. Um, so the next guy that I had is someone who is lower in the ranks, and and so as we said, this guy it, it doesn't matter as much if you if you're reaching a little bit to get him, but it's Ben Simmons. Um, mm-hmm. So his ADP is 123. I think it's it's climbing. So yep, it is. we've seen him. Definitely. We've seen him play well in the preseason. He looks healthy. He looks aggressive. Um, to me, so I think I've I've actually managed to get him around pick a hundred in a couple of drafts, and and that's that's two rounds ahead of his ADP. But at that point, yep. once you're at pick a hundred, there's there's very little difference, and the upside is obvious. We we know what he can do. If you're punting, which I have been. Punting free throws, then he straight yeah, away points. gets a
1: bump. I, I uh, love punting, punting points.
0: Yep, punting points is one of my favourite strategies this year. Um, and so I think, f- like obviously, we've been burned by Simmons in the past two years, through however long it's been since that the incident in Philly with the the um, passing up on the the layup, and and his sort of very well documented exit from Philadelphia. To me, though, this season the pressure's off. Um, he's he basically hit rock bottom last season. He was yep. they were playing him at center. He was out of the rotation to end the season. We weren't even sure what what his role was going to be this year, but it's pretty clear that they want to start him at point guard. Uh, he he still has that ability to rebound, to pass, to yeah. play defense. Um, he's not going to hit threes, we know that. He's not going to hit free throws, we know that. But I could see him getting back up to 12, 13 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, one and a half steals, efficient from the field. He is, he's not great from the free throw line, like we've said, but he's, he isn't a high-volume guy from the free throw line either. So he's not getting there like Giannis, Um
1: He's notoriously afraid of it.
0: (laughs) He is. And and maybe that'll change a bit this year because he does look more aggressive. He looks more willing to attack the basket. Uh, I think he went two of two from the line in his last preseason game. I always check that. Um, (laughs) So I think there's scope for him. He was 43% or something last year. I think he can be over 50. Um, So, yeah, look, he he is a guy that at pick 100, you're just taking a flyer. Um, But... I do. I, I like to think of myself as glass half full uh, as opposed to glass half empty. So I still think he's young enough. The talents there. Brooklyn seem invested in him and, and seem to want to have him out there at the moment. Um, everything coming out of Brooklyn sounds positive. So to me, I, I'm just happy to, to take him in that range.
1: So are you afraid you're too high or are you afraid you're too low?
0: I'm not sure. It, it's, it's one where I could be too high or I could be too low. It, right. it's well, just... then that t-
1: ties well into my next one. Uh, yep. Because my next one is someone who I am um, also I, think afraid I know who it simultaneously, is. But... simultaneously. <laughs> I am afraid that I am too high and too low. Uh, and, and Chris Paul, um, yep. it ties into both of the last things you said. So you, as you were talking about with Austin Reeves, how, usually the fantasy community kind of overweights playoff performance and it almost feels like we aren't doing that with Reeves and isn't that kind of weird. Um, uh, and I think that Chris Paul's current draft status, where is he 85th overall, um, even lower than that, uh, on ESPN. Um, uh, if you're i think that that is heavily influenced by the fact that he didn't look good in the playoffs yeah. um but <laughs> he was a top 35 player last year not top 50 top 35 and we are talking about him in the in the what seventh round eighth round i mean there is a chance that this is literally a season defining value for you know he probably won't lead the league in assists anymore but he was what fifth in the league in assists per game last year maybe um he could easily have another top 10 borderline top five finish in assists per game I, I don't ex- I, I expect it to be more top ten than top five. I, I think that there will be a little bit of drop off. I do think his minutes are going to drop a little bit, but like we picking him in the eighty at the in the eighty five range, w- that's not a little bit of drop off. That's a lot of drop off. But on the other hand, this dude just looked dead in the playoffs. <laughs> he didn't he didn't he he didn't look like he'd lost a step. He 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 looked compared to the other athletes he was playing against, he looked as out of place as I would. Um, yeah. and, and so simultaneously, you know, there are some good players available in the eighth round. Austin Reeves is available in the eighth round. Cam Johnson's ADP is right around there. Scoot Henderson, that you know, that's getting into the range where that's a worthwhile upside play. Um, there are some good players around that spot. And are we passing on you know, one of our last pretty good picks to take a dead guy mm-hmm. or are we waiting way too long for just like a top 40 guy who's just sitting there? Are, like how many times are we going to pass on a guy? A- and I could easily see both. And I don't know what the right answer is, but I'm sure the correct answer is not 85.4. I I am certain he will not finish ranked 85th. He's going to be much higher or much lower and I don't know which.
0: Yeah, and I mean I think he was he was injured last season. He was probably playing injured a little bit. Right. Um but he I mean he is old, But we can't we can't yeah. not talk about the fact that he how old is he? 36, 37, 38. I am not even sure. 38 and a half. 38 and a half. So he is old. Um and and I think the worry there was I mean I know his ADP was down around hundred at some point. It's come up a little bit. People were worried about how many minutes he was going to play, playing alongside Steph. The playing alongside Steph thing never really worried me too much no, because I agree. Steph is not a a point guard. He, he yeah. like he, he doesn't. He's not a high assist guy. You could easily play Chris Paul alongside Steph Curry because yes. yes. Steph Curry is the best shooter in history. Yes. So play him off the ball. So that's not a concern. I think Chris Paul could still easily average eight assists. Yeah. And if you can get someone at pick 70, pick 80, pick 90, who's giving you eight assists... It's a joke. He's still going to get... Although he is a step slower, he's going to get over a steal. He'll get yeah. 1.3, 1.4, just because of how smart he is yeah. and how he can read the game. Um, he's still got his mid-range game. It's not what it was even two years ago when when Phoenix were went to the finals... His mid-range game was on point. Like, he didn't miss. And if you watch him last season, a lot of those shots rim out. So uh, it's not what it was, but he'll still get you 12, 13 yeah. points a game. Um, he's a decent rebounder, efficient, relatively efficient. He's not a high-volume shooter. He's not going to take shots that he doesn't think he can make. So, yeah, as you said, he could easily be top 50. Yeah. Or... He or he could be outside the top 100. Yeah. I the
1: I don't see any chance that he finishes between 75th and 100th. He's either going to finish above 75th or outside the top 100. Yeah. Like like and earlier on in the off season, I think people have kind of come off this, but earlier on in the off season, I saw people um worried that he was only going to play 25 minutes of games or like stuff like that. That's just not going to happen. Um, you know, it might in the disaster scenario where, where we're too high on him, where he's actually like, you know, gone, um, he might end up at 25 minutes sort of in the second half of the season, but he's going to be much closer to 30 at the beginning of the season until, until his body Shows over a prolonged period of time that he can't handle it anymore, and it might it maybe he can handle it.
0: Yeah, and and I think the Warriors we will be careful with back to backs yeah. that sort of thing. He's going to be managed. They'll yeah. so they're they're a smart organization. They know mm-hmm. how to win. It's it's what they've been doing for the last ten years. So he's in the best spot. And you have I mean you have to remember he wants to win. <clears throat> like that that's why he's there. <laughs> he wants yeah. to win and he, and he wants to contribute and yeah. and so he will want to be out there playing um so yeah i, I like him and, and very similar as i said to to Ben Simmons we don't know yeah. and <laughs> the next guy i had who who is a guy and i'm pretty sure he's on your list cuz you mentioned him but i i couldn't go past him is zion yeah um yeah he was the there as another example I too another example <laughs> are we too high are we too low i was too high on him well, I was too high on him last season because of the injury.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you take the injury out of the equation and just look at his per-game numbers, what he was doing, I was probably okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it the same this season? Is he going to play 20 games and just and then sort of burn out and get injured and not play? Preseason has looked good uh, from what we've seen. His ADP is probably around 50, I'm thinking.
1: Um I got it right here it is 47 yahoo. on yeah 55 on yahoo 47 composite
0: yeah so so around 50 which and and I think most Up people are pretty comfortable 55 in ESPN but yeah okay so most people that that seems to be where he's going around that fifth round sixth round maybe for me like last season I was happy taking him top probably third round um, and, and to start the season, I was happy with that. He was mm-hmm. dominating, he was 26 yeah. points a game, he was efficient, rebound, getting rebounds. Um, so this season, I think I've gone a little bit the other way in that I'm just I get to that point in the draft, and then I look at like if you look at the guys around him, Maxi is in that range, um, Josh Giddy, Shingoon, Ananobi. Scotty Barnes, just guys I think who probably don't have that upside of Zion, but they have a better be track record. Be better for, yeah. I'm more confident that they're going to play 65, 70 games. So I'm probably going, mm, I'm going to go safe here, and then I'm. but I'm worried that it will get to April next year or March and Zion will be the 28th ranked player averaging 28 points a game and I'll go, I'm a year, I was sort of a year early and then, because I was burned by what he did, I was hesitant. Um, is that similar for you? I know you. Have no, I'm curious, the other yes, end of so. it.
1: I'm on okay. the other end of it. I'm afraid I'm too high. Um, okay. I'm I'm passing on all of those names you mentioned. I'm passing on Murray. I'm passing on Paolo and Scotty and Chet. Um, I I haven't done. Uh, you know last night of the seat before the season usually i'll do like an audit and i usually will like do a twitter thread on it where you know go through all the leagues we're playing out and i will um count how many leagues i've actually drafted each player in zion might end up being my most drafted player
0: um
1: i'm i'm practicing pretty good self-discipline at waiting until round five to do it um (laughs) but it's almost automatic in round 5 i i can't help myself i can't stop myself i i the upside is just so good and one of these years he's going to be healthy right right maybe I hope. I hope so but i'm but yeah i mean i hope so it would be it would be fun to watch but i obviously there's risk here obviously i might be wasting my fifth round pick <laughs> on 20 very good games and one fewer IR spot than all of my competition. Um, <laughs> everyone else gets a year with two IR spots. I only get one.
0: Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I, that's, that's in play. And I have, and I know that um, the, uh, I just can't get past the, you know, that, that season defining upside. Mm. I just, other than maxi i don't see anyone else in that range who has that um and and one of the things that i'm you know one of the the reason i listed maxi first is i'm sure i've taken zion over maxi at least once i'm like what am i doing um why am i why am i doing that (laughs) um but but i am i i i mean you know actions speak louder than me coming on your podcast to say me an idiot um and I've done it a couple of times. I'm really worried I'm going to be wrong, but I've done it a few times.
0: So if you got to that spot, a name you mentioned, and and this is not a guy on my list, but if you got to say, pick, I don't know, 49 and Chet and Zion were there, you'd go Zion?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you picked a rookie. I'm not going to pick a rookie.
0: Yeah, see, I'd go Chet easily. Whereas last season, no, I would have gone Zion and maybe that's scarred. It's burned into my mind now that, Zion cost me a league potentially last year. <laughs> um, so, but, yeah, I mean,
1: I'd go Zion over Brandon Ingram. I've gone Zion over Jamal Murray, and I love Jamal Murray. Mm. Um,
0: yep. Okay. Uh, so, well, Zion was sort of on both our lists. Who, who's who's next on your list, uh, beyond um,
1: Zion? So, I've got I've got one name and one smuggle left. Yeah. Uh, you you want the name or the smuggle?
0: Uh, let's go with the name first and then we'll do right. the smuggle. Uh,
1: Jeremy Sohan. So we're, we're going deep.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: he, you know, um, I keep hitting my computer because this is my first <laughs> time on video. Hi, hi, people. I'm new. You can see Adam perfectly still. <laughs> I'm like jittering all over the place. That's yeah, all right. I'm, I've never done video in my life. Today is my first day
0: really oh, oh okay no, I didn't know that no, um, no that's, that's not true at all I'm no, just I didn't think, I thought you'd been on before and maybe you can well let I can edit that out so that people actually think it is <laughs> your first video and, and this is just rookie mistakes um,
1: um where is Jeremy so I, I make rookie mistakes all the time whether or not I'm rookie uh Jeremy Sohan's ADP is 141 composite and that is pretty even across all sites 145 140 137 yeah. um I am far ahead of that um i'm I'm in like 110 or something i'm I'm way ahead of that but he's another one should I be higher I mean we've seen some solid play um I'm not worried about being too I, I'm not worried about being too high I'm worried about being too low you know there are years on the one hand we should be ignoring coach speak um you know a lot of the things that coaches and teams are saying at this time of the year are kind of nonsense just to like try to gin up publicity get a positive story hype up their players um but every now and again there's a nugget that's actually true and usually a nugget like jeremy sohan might play some point guard um is the kind of nugget that would usually animate the fantasy community to really jump someone up the the up up the ranks and that story's been out there and that's kind of been happening i think he started at point guard in their last preseason game um like they're at least trying it out um and this is already a player who has some ability as a passer and a of a sort of fun weird collection of stats um instead of waiting until 110 120 should he be my you know my my 100th pick when i get to pick 100 in my mind pick 100 is like i assume i'm dropping these players this is it's where i kind of shift and and try to take some big swings and and am willing to be a much much looser drafter than i am early on although i guess not when i'm picking zion in the fifth but um in general um in general year to year after pick 100 i'm i'm sort of you know you know yolo um if you will uh yeah, yeah. and should i be should i just have sohan at 100 like ignore the projections ignore the ranks just move him in and manually insert him at 100 regardless of who's 99 and 101 because i want i want that exciting upside that might happen um or am i being rational where i am and getting him in some leagues and letting other people get to him first in others um and it's another one where i'm like i'm excited I'm excited. I'm worried I'm not excited enough, but, you know, my actions have sh- have shown one thing and yeah. my heart is showing another.
0: Yeah, look, I, I've managed to grab him in probably in my last three drafts with my last pick, second last pick. Um, I think until people – so the, the, you're right, he has started a point guard in the preseason – uh, Pop came out yesterday and said he will be starting point guard on opening night. So they've yeah. they've said that um, he's he's unproven. But I said this as well. We I was we were talking on uh, when I did the show with Robin last night. We we were just talking about um, how much how much do you take out of the preseason? Like, yeah. Do you do you pay attention? Do you not? And I said, look, generally you don't you don't pay a lot of attention other than situations Correct. like like this.
1: Correct. Um, by the way, that is the correct amount. It is very little attention. To very little. In it is how much you should be paying as a fantasy manager. Not yeah, zero, but very. Not low. zero.
0: No, no, that's right. And and it's just little situations you want to keep an eye on. This was one. The other one is Talon Horton Tucker. Is he going to start? We didn't think he was, but if he does, he's probably worth drafting in the last round just to see. But Jeremy Sohan, if if he starts, which they've said he will, yeah, plays. 30 minutes, 32 minutes, they're in a position where they can run with this experiment for two months and who cares? Yeah. They don't have to win. They don't want to win. If if he's, if he's it's rough and he's not playing well, they're not going to have to go, well, no, you're on the bench. Trey Jones is starting because who cares? They, right. they He is the future. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in that lineup, they need him. So I'm really happy to get him towards the end yeah. and, and as you said yeah he he could be top 100 yeah. um cuz he's a good rebounder solid defender his free throws the one-handed free throws they're not terrible they're no. not they're not great but he doesn't burn you he's what was 70% 73 75 something like that
1: so he um, was he was 70% on the season but from january on you know, monthly spits, monthly splits, uh, January, 80%, February, 74%, March, uh, 77%. So okay. he could be a, a basically break even, yeah. that's a small negative, but, yeah. um, he could be a close to break even, uh, fantasy impact free throw guy.
0: Yeah. Um, so, no, look, I, I love him as, as a guy that, yeah. that I'm getting late. And at the moment, you can still get him late.
1: Really? But, oh, yeah.
0: But with this news and, and the fact that they've said he's going to start, he might start climbing up and going in round 12 or 11 as opposed to round 13. So mm-hmm. just keep an eye on that if you're drafting this weekend. You might have to go up slightly to get him. Um, but I don't, and, think, I don't think you're – Whereas,
1: you know, the difference between five and six, and even we talked about the difference between seven and eight being overstated, the difference between seven and eight is gargantuan compared to the difference between round 10 and round 12. If, if you're listening to what I just said about Sohan, I'm like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I am in like, don't wait, just get him. The, The players you're getting in round 10, If you're a a true believer, and clearly I'm only a partial believer, I wish I want to be a true believer, I'm not all the way there. If you're a true believer, the 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 downside of missing out on him is much worse than the quote overspend of reaching up into the 10th round.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Once once you're beyond, for me it's usually once you're beyond around round eight-ish, round nine. So outside, because that's your starters. Usually in a in a standard league, you might have eight starters. Once you've filled that out, take flyers. If if he's yeah, if he's exactly. ADP is one forty and like Sohan, but you're at pick one hundred and three, just grab it.
1: Yeah, it's... I've drafted Shannon, Sh- Shaden Sharp in a, in the tenth round in a lot of places. Yeah, and I'm just like, should I have just been? And and that's a reach. And I'm just like, should I? Hmm. Should some of those have been Sohan? Should many of those have been Sohan?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Different game, but but yes. D- potentially. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. But
1: but it's it's about the upside. You know, maybe I trade him Whatever. Um.
0: Yeah, but
1: um. But where did Sohan go? Sohan went 11th round, picked ran
0: Just your sound's gone all weird on my end. I don't know whether that's happened on the live show or not. It could be my headphones. Um, but let's keep going. Can you hear um, we've, can I it? can hear you, it's just really crackly. Um, so we've just got we'll just go with your um your last um group of names. Um for who you've got, because we're sitting at, at 47 minutes and, and we we don't want to we could speak for hours, but um we wanna keep it we wanna keep it to a reasonable time frame. So do you want to just run through your last I know you don't have a last name, <laughs> um yeah. but but go through your it's last... a kind of
1: names, it, it, it'll talk to it'll talk easily. Um Okay. Do you is it a little better? I unplugged I can mic hear mic. you I'm fine better. now. Yeah. Great, okay. Um so whatever that was, I'm glad we fixed it. All right, yeah. Uh cue me up and I'll start uh yeah look you're good Go. okay uh so my smuggle is my 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 last name is sort of a smuggle um and it's sort of if you want to put a name to it casein wallace would be the name but it's actually generally speaking the non-stars on three teams the thunder the grizzlies and the heat there are the the big names, the the starters, the stars on those three teams are going high. But there are, the, the fifth, sixth guy on those teams is generally not being drafted. And that feels weird to me because these are three teams that generally speaking, we have a ton of respect for the way these teams scout and the way these teams develop players. And it just feels like, I I mean, part of the reason none of them has risen up is because I'm not sure exactly who it should be that we're rising up the ranks here, but it feels like, you know, Lofton or Roddy on the Grizzlies, like, couldn't a power forward a step forward on the Grizzlies and be an impact fantasy guy? Shouldn't we have someone getting drafted? Like, even if it's in the like 150s, shouldn't someone in eligible for that spot be getting looks, um, as a late round flyer for a team where we really trust the way that they scout and develop players. Um, you know, we're not really paying any attention to, um, Jovich or Hakez on the heat. And again, um, you know, another name I saw bandied about was, uh, Kane on the heat. Um, these are guys who are going undrafted, even in very deep leagues. And, but they're in a system where we kind of expect this system to develop a breakout player. Um, And and Wallace has, you know, I understand why we're collectively kind of low on Wallace. Um, You know, the Thunder now have the problem of all of a sudden they have too many good players, but we trust the Thunder's development. And you've got the sort of Kentucky guard thing, which is a legitimate thing. Um, And in all of these situations, it's weird that across these three teams that we really trust, we're not, we as an industry haven't identified really even a single name that Mm -hmm. we are um, targeting as a common flyer pick in redraft leagues. Uh, And, you know, I. It feels probable that someone on, yeah. on those three teams is going to be a top 130 fantasy player. And I, maybe part of the problem is that we don't know who, but I feel like we are all collectively kind of ignoring what should be a fertile area.
0: Yeah, they they sort of a, a little bit... They're, they sort of fall into that category like Boston, Milwaukee, these top-heavy teams. Mm-hmm. But the difference being that their top is not as heavy. So Boston right. have obviously got Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, Drew Holiday. That's an elite four mm-hmm. players. So oh, yeah. finding a fifth is going to be tricky because you know those four guys are going to basically do everything. But if you look at someone like Miami uh, or mm-hmm. OKC, Jimmy Butler, Bear Matter Bio, Tyler Hero, that's sort of an elite three, yeah. but they're not elite like like with the Celtics. So someone, someone's got to do something. Um, right. Like know, Orlando yeah. Robinson, I think has a really fantasy friendly yeah. game. Thomas Bryant is there. Yeah. I think they should play Orlando Robinson over him, but I'm not saying he's the guy. But yeah. Jovic was good in the World Cup. Um, he, he's developing nicely the thunder as you said they have case and was they have usman jang as well who yeah. i think will play a bigger role so perfectly it does make sense and the hard thing is we don't know who like right. you said who do we grab but chances are we'll get to march and go should we have seen this coming
1: right that, exactly and so yeah, i, I don't know exactly it's it's i'm I, I hope I'm not falling into the trap of like easy analysis that I picked like 15 players and said we're too low on one of these 15. <laughs> yeah. Um but we are too low on one of these
0: 15. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, we, we are. Yeah, that's right. Um Josh Richardson, maybe he sort of falls into that because I still think he's falling in a lot of drafts. He's not going to about one thirty and and he probably is worth drafting. Um is he? Just because- are we sure about that? that he's worth drafting or that he's going that low (laughs) that he's worth drafting Uh, oh look i just think injury
1: prone he's 30 he look i really i was a big fan of of 24 year old josh richardson (laughs) and had a lot of exposure to him yeah but he's had so many injuries and he can't he's he's physically incapable of scoring more than 12 points in a game um you know, if he's spotting up for three with 11 points in the game, like a, a big swatting arm comes out of the stadium to block it um, just because it's yeah. not allowed. Uh, <laughs> I just, I I think that we're actually, he's an example of, I think we're being distracted. We expect Richardson to have this big role okay. and maybe he will at the beginning of the season, but I just, whether due to injury or due to him the age plus injury plus previous injuries just sapping him someone else is going to take that spot by the end of the season I, I feel pretty good about that maybe it's Caleb Martin maybe it's Takez, maybe yeah. they sh- maybe they they shift the lineup around so they can get Hayes Smith or High Smith or Jovic more minutes but yeah I, I just I don't I don't see Richardson 30 minutes per night player in March as a thing
0: okay and, yeah, look, if you look at – I'm looking at projected minutes of, of these teams and a few other teams and beyond their starters and then maybe one guy on the bench, there's just like seven guys who are projected for 15 minutes because yeah. even as analysts, we're not sure yeah, exactly. what they're and, – and honestly, the coaches probably don't know yet.
1: I think that's right.
0: Um, and, and that's why I spoke to Robin. I said you don't take too much out of preseason because – the coaches are trying to find rotations that work they're trying to who clicks who's got chemistry and the starters aren't getting big minutes and this leads into a whole other discussion of we talked about panicking early in the season on mm-hmm. on players and to me you've got to give your fantasy roster 2 3 weeks because a lot of these star players haven't while they've played in the preseason they haven't really they've played 15 minutes a night 20 minutes a night the preseason is more about finding those rotations, yeah. looking at who, and so the preseason for someone like a Damian Lillard is going to be the first two or three weeks of the season, not what we've seen him doing so far. So, but that's another discussion that that's off topic. Um, we don't need to talk about that. So, I think that'll do. I think that that's a good list of names. Um, that we've come up with hopefully that uh, meets your expectation on <laughs> what you would have written about it was a lot easier than writing just sitting and talking about it um, I'm glad I could help yeah, I thanks. Thanks for having to facilitate me. <laughs> this before I let you go let people know what what you do have coming out in terms of written content um, <laughs> leading up to the season and, and then once the season starts.
1: Yeah. At this point, I think it's just the, the Friday, uh, waiver wire piece. Uh, we're yep. in, we're in season mode. Um, we are. basically, uh, Fridays, CBS and Roto Wire. check out my waiver wire column. Uh, and that's the bulk of my regular work, uh, during the season. Follow me on Twitter yep. or blue Ski, blue sky. I, I have the same ad. I'm going to try to post there during the season. We'll see. Yeah. Ma- maybe that'll be a good thing. Who knows?
0: Yeah, and I'm sure I'll have you on the show again and and you'll be on other shows during the season, that sort of thing. So uh, that will do it for today's show. Uh, Remember to go and check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, if you could give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That would be fantastic. Until next time, catch up. You just listened to another
1: episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us, and for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.